And we're back, y'all 80s, 90s, 2000s vibes, the podcast. I'm your host, Matt Corbin. As usual, here with the fellas, Lamar, Leroy, Lamar, Jamar, Leroy. <laughs> he called me Lamar. Hey, <laughs> not Lamar. It rolled right on. Right, right, right. <laughs> How y'all feeling this week, fellas? Hey, on the brain. Man, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. But I'm going to get into it in just a second. But, man, the wild card weekend was not super for me. How about for y'all, man? How's y'all uh, wild, card we- uh, wild card weekend treating y'all? Well, what? I ain't went on no, no bets. So, fuck. This is a bad weekend for me, too. <laughs> I had the Cowboys winning. My nigga got damn. That fucked up. Well, I, Everybody parlay, right? What's I was a hater, so I was happy to see, you know, Dallas and Philly take an L because now they, you know, whole <laughs> house just like us, to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, hey let's no games. Let's just go right into it. Let me tell you about something that irritates me. Them goddamn Dallas Cowboys. Y'all had so y'all was playing with us. Y'all was playing in our face. Y'all said Dak Prescott was an MVP. Y'all said that he was ready to take it all the way. We had a uh, goddamn Jimmy Johnson. He broke the curse with the how about them Cowboys and was getting into the ring of honor. And wh- wh- what did uh, Jerry Jones say? He said, this feel like our year. If you already know what Michael Parsons from beginning to the end. He's been on his podcast off the edge on the goddamn uh, on Max. I, I, I got the whole HBO Max just for you, Micah. And you've been praising. You've been playing like we're going to get the Super Bowl this whole year. You played it in our face and y'all lost by a million <laughs> to the goddamn Green Bay Packers, man. Hurt my feelings. Hurt my son's feelings. My son can't be a Cowboys fan no more. It's too much, uh, too much trauma. I'm permanently hurt. I'm not going to Dallas until y'all at least get to the divisional game. Um, that's all I got to say about that. Let me, hey, one thing that irritates me: some player ass, fake ass Cowboys acting like they're gonna do something. Man, that that hurt me, bro. I ain't gonna lie. This is the '80s, '90s, 2000 vibes podcast. That's all I got to say about that, man. I just had to get that off my chest because I've been you. You know how the Cowboys fans are feeling. We was for real <laughs> hurt this weekend. The only. The only thing that saved us was the Eagles got they ass for real, for real. Be only scored nine points, and we scored we scored about thirty two. But Cal, oh Dak, uh, I started off late. I got started late. Man, shut the fuck up. I suck tonight. Yes, you suck. <laughs> yeah, big D, you suck big D tonight. That that nigga man. hashtag four gotta go. Oh God, I said that all year. I said it's going to come down to fucking that. And the defense ain't played good. And to add to what you said, bro, I think this is my opinion. I think Michael Parsons don't need a podcast during the fucking season. I don't, bro. He had he he did not play good son, at all. Like the defense didn't play good in this in the whole as a unit. But that's the game he's supposed to feast. And then he he came in the game with a fucking Bobby Boucher jersey on. It was a lot. Man, it was a lot. Yeah, that nigga, you better have about six sacks. That guy, you coming in just like Bobby Boucher, nigga. And we talked about it earlier in the season. It's similar what happened to the Colorado uh, Buffaloes. It's like you're just putting a huge target on your back. You got the Boucher jersey on. You got a podcast. Y'all talking about Super Bowl. After game one against your Giants, Matt, uh, we was talking about this is a Super Bowl. We're the best defense in the league. Shut the hell up until y'all get past the first round, please, from now on. Before my my son, eight-year-old son have a heart attack. Come on, man. Man, man, I think I think the way he handled handled Jimmy Johnson in the nineties, man, he might have he may have cursed the Cowboys with that shit. God Lord, damn, Lord. bro! But you know, that's the biggest. New, I mean, that's the biggest new to me. Uh, from Wild Card Weekend, 
um, and just over the weekend in general. But obviously, we have a bunch of stuff that we're going to hop into for today's podcast. But, you know, that's sports. It, we still hollering at y'all prize picks. Uh, anybody that's into sports betting, let us know. We, we need a goddamn sponsor for this show. You know what I'm saying? We can't talk these sports, baby. Prize picks, underdog sure. fantasy, my bookie. Holla at mm. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's that's like he that's said, fair. y'all, on top of obviously, like I said, me being a hater enjoying the wild card weekend in the L's, there was some <laughs> people that, you know, some thought took an L, most notably most deaf. And that's in the Drake and most deaf beef. Now, to those who have been listening, there's some saying that there's a beef. Most deaf was asked about Drake's music and he likened it to shopping music. He said it's essentially the type of stuff you like to hear in the mall. You know, it gives you that target feel. And pretty much when the interviewer laughed, you know, most deaf pretty much laughed and made a comment in jest that people kind of felt that say that Drake wasn't rap, pretty much likening him to pop. And Drake came back and pretty much had the Umi says, you know, lyrics pretty much saying like, bro, how can you say essentially I'm not rap when this is, you know, your own words. So, First off, fellas, do you think most Def was hating with his comment? And two, do you feel like Drake is hip hop? Is he rap? Man, you confuse me because I, I thought Drake posted a clip of Method Man. Unless I just missed, yeah, but Method Man is using Most Def's like lyrics, like pretty much, and that's why he's he's. Oh, to- okay. So Most Def was quoting. Oh, oh no, Method, Method Man, Man was, was quoting Most Def, Def in that Correct. post. Okay. Man, I don't understand why everybody hate Drake, bro. Like, when he said pop music, he's a pop artist, of course. When he said uh, his music isn't Target, I get it because most pop artists are. You dig what I'm saying? So that wasn't really a shot. The, 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 I, and I'm I'm a fan of most death. What's his name? Yassine. 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 I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan of him, but what he said about Drake was cap. It was all wrong. He was wrong, bro. And I'm a Drake fan. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that too. He was wrong, bro. I don't understand why he felt like he had. What well, a girl asked him a question. Um, but Drake is hip hop, bro. He pop and hip hop. Well, I I don't I don't get this 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 one people to just stay rap thing, bro. He he's hip hop, but when you become a huge hip hop star, you become a pop star, bro. You gonna tell me Lil Wayne with hip hop? Uh, Lil Wayne became a rock star. Lil Wayne made a rock album, my nigga. You gonna tell me um, Jay Z was just a rapper? Jake Drake, bro, I don't understand, bro. He was wrong. And is it hate to y'all? Do I think that's hate? You think he was hate? No, no, this was absolutely hate. So to answer the question quickly. If someone asks you, is Drake hip hop, the first thing that comes out of your mouth should be yes. <laughs> so if you if there's anything outside of that, I believe that is already hate because of course you could be a pop star, a rock star, uh, you just could be an icon and still be hip hop, right? So for him to not come out the gates and be like, yes. He's hip hop, absolutely. Now, does he cross over? Yes, he does these multitude of things. He could be an actor. He could be an icon. He could be any of these things. He could be, um, you know, an example to these kids. He could, he could, um, he could be a producer to movies. He's done that as well, and all, um, and many other ventures. We'll have plenty of ventures moving forward in the future. But to to not to say he's not hip hop. Or to not at least confirm it by answering the question with yes, I believe is automatically hate because he wanted to put him in a subservient position as far as hip hop. And then as far as hating, I believe he's just jealous. 
I believe anybody, and and I'm saying this as both a Drake hater. I, I put that out there before on this podcast. I do be hating on Drake, but I'm also yeah. a fan of some of his music. Uh, I, I, you know, I hate on some of the praise that he does get because I do think he's a little bit commercial and that there's a big machine behind him, a little bit of a, uh, um, uh, of a prop in the game or a plant, you know, what they, what they might say. But at the same time, that doesn't negate the fact that he's hip hop or that he makes hip hop music or that he has bars or that he can rap. Of course he can do all these things. And to me, a lot better than Yasin Bey. I mean, most def. I'm, okay, I'm not gonna say a lot better, but he I can make music a lot better. He can make songs. I, I don't. I don't. I don't combine. I don't think of Drake and Most Def at the same. Like when I think of Drake, I don't think of Most Def mix. Like they don't mix. <laughs> when I think of Most like, Def, I'm thinking lyricism. I'm thinking like a side high to Prince. Like I'm. I'm thinking in that class of common. Uh, common or some. Yeah, yeah. And right. I think common like, got yeah. him smoked. Common kill. If, if we go in like as far as success. In that vein, yeah, yeah, but we just talking about we just talking about lyricism. I ain't gonna lie, bro, got it. Oh yeah, yeah. But bro, but 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 Boo with a fool might might win that one. Like from off the corner, he got lyrics. Like (laughs) being in a Drake mood in a most deaf mood is completely two different moods, bro. I'm in a most deaf mood. That means I'm gonna listen to some Erica Badu or some Common or some some versions of J Cole. It's to me a different versions of J Cole. 100%. 100%. That's in that mode, bro. I don't, uh, a tribe called Quest. Yeah, y'all get what I'm saying. Like, a, right. A like, especially a, a younger Kanye. A commercial, successful version of a most deaf, in my opinion. Obviously, they don't, they're not oh, on the right. same lyrical plateau, but as far as the genre of music and the vibe, um, he should aspire to be a Kanye if he wanted to be able to discuss this as far as Drake, because it just comes off as hate because he he's not on the same successful plateau as Drake, in my opinion, you know. And I, and I, I mean, it's not even my opinion, it's just the truth. I heard allegedly he don't care about none of that shit. That's cool. I mean, so if you don't give a fuck about it, don't say it. That's fair. Like I said, to y'all you point, I think he should have just said yes. I think the way he made it, just the way the conversation went, it almost got to like, you you knew that it was in jest, and I'm just like, there's no, there's nothing to joke about. I feel like that's like when people say they Eminem is corny. It's like you could say you don't like him, but you can't say someone who sold 60 million records is corny. Like that's that's far fetched, especially if they sold it. Man, the at the end of the day, these guys sold. I, I, I'd have heard the corniest nigga call a nigga corny. Every but everybody don't think they corny, bro. That's the problem. No, you know what the problem is? They family told me they was good. You ever notice that? That when a nigga's really corny, you go to their family, they be like, man, he's great. You be like, ah, that's the only nigga with talent in this bitch, huh? Like, it's, it's very clear. <laughs> family's like that. Yeah, bro. Most stuff, man, you could have kept that shit to yourself, man. And, and we family. And does, he not look, does he not look a little corny for that statement? I mean, the way he was explaining it. And the way he was low key hating, he didn't. I think he, didn't he really... took the high I think he could have embraced Drake because, like I said, to me, like um, Mar said, when I think of you know Yasin Bey, Def, I'm not even thinking of Drake. That's not the type of music. So I feel like you, you saying that Drake was still nice or whatever the case was, even hip hop. I don't feel like that diminished, hurt your legacy or anything. That's why I'm like, you could have just said, like you said, yeah, of course he's hip hop. Yeah, bro. Nobody... I mean, and, and and just to further the conversation. To, to try to drag Drake down, right? 
and say that he's not hip hop and disassociate him from the culture is just dragging our culture down altogether. It's saying that, hey, we can't have commercial success without being hip hop or without you, you without, um, you know, holding it down or being, you know, from uh, being real. Right. Um, and it's really just saying that we don't endorse success like no we want to endorse people that are uh, uber successful bring them into the hip-hop mode especially when they're of our skin tone you know drake is black and you know he might have some different mixtures up in there but we want to make sure that we claim these dudes for the future of our genre for the future of our culture and to say hey this is what all we can do this is what our limits are is Drake and beyond, you know what I'm saying? To to limit ourselves to, you know, to uh, who who is hip, like who would be slightly less successful that is considered it would be Jay Z, right? He's like considered hip hop no matter what. He's not as successful as Drake. It, I would say Kanye would be right there, right? He's definitely hip hop and uber successful. But to try to cut Drake off is just uh, to say that the genre doesn't deserve that success. It's really just hating on ourselves, man. So that's I where I'm really upset me, with I just want to say, we don't even get no albums from those people you met, like Kanye. We've been waiting for Vultures, keeps getting pushed back. Jay-Z, we don't get no albums. Bro, y'all remember how many, how, how many times Kanye fucking pushed Donda back? Damn. Like, no. My point, and it's like it's, at the end of the day, that's what I'm looking at. Like I said, even though most stuff, it's like, bro, you ain't dropping no new album. Drake done dropped what, like four albums in the last three years. I respect it because all of them went platinum, right? And he dropped yeah. a little six uh track, whatever it was, just straight hip hop bars. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, midnight, the dark head. hours, or whatever. Three hours. He dropped. He dropped something, quote unquote, for the streets. When rappers be like, "Yo, this one for the streets," and nobody on the streets listens to it. Complete opposite with this guy, like. <laughs> Man, most of them drop some music, man. Drop some music. Drop some music. Talk about legends, like Lee Boy said. Yeah, in the future, we just want the history there to document that y'all was both there. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out to both of them, though, I guess. Stop all that hating, black people. I get on my nerves with that shit. We got to fix that. Let people do what they do. How you, most deaf, how you know your your goals and Drake goals the same goals? Time to tell. Embrace that, man. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, and, and just before we wrap it up, I didn't want to keep dragging it along, but it's not to say, oh man, it, it's, it's not to say that, you know, he, that he can't have an opinion. That's what I was trying to get at. Of course, right, you can right, have an opinion. Right. You can say what you want to say about Drake. But to me, the problem is to say that to not confirm that he is hip hop. That's the problem. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, I dragged on a little bit. You can have your opinion, most dev. You can say whatever you want to say. I'm not the biggest Drake fan. You don't got to be the biggest Drake fan. But to say that he's not hip hop and try to excommunicate him from the culture is just wrong and it's just hate. That's where the hate comes in, sir. So get it together, Mr. Bay. Mr. Bay. Bay, 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 get it together, Bay. Oh, man. man, drop some fucking music. Please. That's that's what we want to hear some music. We hey, if you can if you can rap over some of them uh, from them Andre uh flute tracks, I'll hey, do it. You got my vote. Don't do it. Don't do <laughs> it. Don't do it. Dropping music, no, though, fellas. Perfect person that everybody been waiting to see if they gonna drop music and just the news around them. We got Rihanna. So first, fellas, I want to ask one: Do you think we'll ever get a Rihanna album? And if so, how soon? And in the next piece of news, I want to know. What's your take on her and ASAP Rocky having child number two, as well as 
you know, the Drake slash ASAP Rocky Rihanna disses. You had the Drake diss on For the Dogs, and now you had ASAP Rocky coming back on Kid Cudi's Insano with his little diss. So, what's your take on everything Rihanna? Consider what I just threw at y'all. Man, Rihanna. Rihanna album. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jamar. No, you good. I think we're going to get another no. Rihanna album some, some point in time. It's just not right now, bro. Drake, with the, I hate, and I, and I said this in our, uh, in our meeting, bro, our creative meeting. I, I, that's why I miss Tupac so much. I get so sick. I, yeah, I'm not a passive-aggressive person at all. I hate passive-aggressive people. I think they pussy. I think they a bitch. All that stuff, bro. Any nigga, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to my point. Any nigga I ever had a problem with, they, I told them I have a problem. All my actions show that I have a problem. You don't ever have to wonder with me. So if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna diss somebody, say their fucking name, bro. I'm so sick. I don't got time. I'm not a rapper, bro. Which means I, I love rap. I love hip hop. I'm not a rapper. Which means I don't have rapper brain. I don't fucking have time to be sitting here dissecting these bars, man. This the nigga. If you right want right? this nigga, <laughs> hey man, both both of them, bro. Say the nigga, say each other name, bro. Say it with your chest, man. I I don't got time for this. And nigga, this my my wife. Uh, Rihanna, ain't that married? No. It's a good question. I'm, I want to say. See, yeah. But that, and that's uh, one thing I do miss about the nineties too, because man, niggas do all that talking, niggas because they on the internet or through song, niggas not getting punched in their mouth no more, bro. And that's that's the problem. That's the problem. So um, well we I I want another Rihanna album as a Rihanna fan. Uh, but ASAP Drake shit, that shit, that's high school shit. They need to let it go. Let it go, son. Let it go, dog. But do you think we'll get one, the Rihanna album? To your point, no, I want one too. But uh, I say two years. Two years. Yeah. All right. So, quick quiz, y'all. How many kids do uh they have together? Rihanna and ASAP. Two. They, are, they already got yet. two, right? Not yet. No, 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 no. They have one. I think two is coming. Or might have just came. Yeah. I'm looking online. It says RZA and Riot Rose. So that's born in August. Okay. They yeah. already got two. There's a rumor third. Rihanna ain't giving us no album no time soon. This is going to put it back at least another year. Um, and really, there's no reason for her to put out any music. I think she might give us a single here or there. Like, she doesn't... She, I would not be surprised if she was on the Cali Project or she did something with, uh, you know, ASAP. Oh, a she definitely owe ASAP a feature. ASAP, <laughs> before you have another baby, you better have a feature from Rihanna. But, um, you know, and I think in general, she is just seeing that the music business is not as lucrative as her other ventures unless she's out on tour and right. I, I don't i just don't see that her family situation be conducive to her going out on tour right now unless she just wanted to sacrifice you know obviously being there on a day-to-day -day with her kids so i really don't think we have any soon any release date for an entire album now a single a bop maybe a commercial I could definitely see something like that happening for Rihanna, especially if it's tied to her clothing brand or her lingerie. Why not? I mean, her voice is iconic. She has some of the best hits of all time in the R&B space. Um, so I, I definitely don't think she's quitting by any means. But an album, I don't see it coming. I don't see that she's putting any type of energy towards that. And unfortunately, she just, you know, for all the big Rihanna fans, which I am, 
I will say I'm a I'm a I was a Rihanna fan. You know, it's hard to continue to my fandom when she's not putting out music, but I just don't see it in the near future. She, she just always outside of the music, and I, I'm saying this, I don't know Rihanna, of course, but she always just seemed cool. Like she she's she's a, a girl you can date and you can you can kick it with. That's she always she always came off like that to me. And I think she's the only one who could challenge Beyonce in the verse. So Sheesh. Yeah, challenge Beyonce. Wait, 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 wait. You come for the queen. Challenge Beyonce. Yeah, facts. Big facts. Her catalog? Hit for hit? Yeah, Rihanna's catalog. Yeah, like yes. Yeah, yeah. And we have talked about this offline. You know, I do believe, you know, Beyonce's catalog is not quite built for the club in the way uh, Rihanna's is, or even for the car when you're on the way to the function. Rihanna got some... Uh, oh. um, she got some bangers for sure. And, you know, I have a backstory on Rihanna. I actually met her in Hollywood right next to Tierra Marie when they was both coming out together. Neo was getting signed to The Rock. All three of them was right there on, I believe, Sunset Boulevard. And we was all on Rihanna. We was on Riri, baby. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. But Tierra, she had the hit. Remember that um, that How to Make a Girl Feel when she came oh, out? Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Tierra Marie Jay-Z on girl. that, huh? I thought Jay-Z yeah. on that song, huh? He was, he was, he was she was popping yeah. at that time, and he signed all of them. That was the beginning of the Rock Nation. That was the beginning of the Rock Nation. It was a Rock Nation come out show, so uh, it was pretty dope to see Rihanna. I believe she might have been seventeen at the time, you know, and and so um, yeah, man, she's always been a star, and when she gonna do it on Rihanna's time, she gonna do what she want to do when she want to do it. And I just hope she does it soon, you know, because <laughs> just to uh, don't let down the Navy. Don't let down the Navy. But no matter what, they're going to be there whenever she's ready. They're going to be know, here. That's right. I, I, like I said, I give her two years, bro. Give her two years, man. I think she's going to drop. Give her something in two years. And but Rihanna go crazy in the strip club, bro. I'll be honest you. with you, Jamal. At this point, I don't think we'll ever get it. And here's why. I think in two to three years, when I'm just looking at all of these artists, like remember last year, we watched all of these guys sell off their catalog for tens of millions, some of them, you know what I mean, 100 million. All I keep thinking with Rihanna is if I'm her with her company, I don't know what the numbers are, but I look at like a Kylie Jenner, what she did with makeup. I'm sure Rihanna is bringing in way more money than she ever got for music, i.e. somebody like a Jay-Z and all that. So to me... I just don't even see a reason that they would want to go back to music. Like as, as a fan, I'd love it, but in my head, from a business, I, I couldn't see it. I, I I think she I think that she's gonna be like, you know what? I want to make an album just for the just cause she just cause. I love That's it. what I'm hoping. That's it. what I'm hoping for. At least that's what I'm hoping for. Jay Z, if you out there, I ain't gonna hold you. If you got something out there, you do one of those two. Those albums, you just feel it. You, we know you don't need the money. I'm be honest with you. We probably gonna pirate it, but that's not important. Put it out there. <laughs> It might be some contractual too that we are not seeing and it's not out there in the public. Like she's like, oh, I, if I wait eight years, you know what I'm saying? Then I'm free and clear from my deal or um, or maybe she just wants to... Was that the last album, Anti? That would have been what, eight years? Maybe old? she got to wait 10 years and she is, can is wait that, it out. Is that, the one, is, that the, is that the album we're pouring up on? I got to look at the track list, but Anti has... um. Anti is uh, her last album and I believe it does album. have poured up yet. No, that might be before that, no? Let me see. But, um, like, we all know it's been a while. It, it really might be something contractual out there that is just keeping her from doing this because she's making so much money in the fashion space, space that it doesn't make sense for her to come back, put so much 
uh, hours and effort into making an album where she's only making 20%, where she's only making 10 percent Who knows what her contract yeah, is? Yeah, it, it'll have to be a passion project. It, it just it would have to be, I think, at this point. And and that's the issue with music altogether. I mean, we've talked recently about, um, I mean, even Fat Joe just confronted Dame Dash recently about music and he came back and said, look, I don't, there's no reason for me to make another Jay-Z because I'm not going to make a hundred million dollars off a music act. There's no way. There's no way unless you're, you know, dipping in heavily on uh, the touring and the merchandise and so on and so forth. I mean, if you're not the artist and you don't have 100 percent control over your merch, then there's no way to make that type of money. You have way more, a way better chance at being a producer or being a fashion. And and Fat Joe know that because we don't know Fat. We're not looking for no music from Fat Joe now. Fat Joe hosts everything now. He on all the commercials, coast and shit. It ain't because of no fucking music. And he got hair dye. He he dyed his beard and he got oh, all the I'm artists. happy you said that because that pissed me off. I just want to throw this out here. Any of you bald rappers, I don't want to see y'all on the outside of no do-rags, no brushes. <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. Because when, first of all, when I saw Bow Wow on the side of the I was like, this look like a nigga I went to school with. The thing behind me talking about, that's Bow Wow in the store. I'm like, man, fuck out of here. You know what I mean? I don't want to see, like you said, Fat Joe. I don't get it. I mean, I've never seen Fat Joe with a whisker. And now you, you got hair back. Yeah, he's dying his beard and he's selling the box oh, of the as a die. So you don't even realize Fat Joe have a beard. It's just like, yeah, the, the bottom of his face is dirty. But you don't, you don't <laughs> yeah, it's a spray on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It don't you got the Carlos Boozer. He got the boozer. Oh man, he got the GTA drive through <laughs> that, that little Carlos spray on. Boozer, that was different. <laughs> Bro threw shoe polish on his head. I don't care what nobody Yeah, says. bro. And it, it, it ain't been no money in music. Fuck a music. Nah, straight up. I respect That's what Damon's saying. Because to y'all point, yeah, in order for you to make a hundred million on somebody, you probably got to be robbing them. Facts. Right. <laughs> Real talk. You got to be in. Yeah, right, there's no right. hundred million in the game anymore unless you like you said, you're robbing people and, and you have multiple artists uh that you're robbing. It's just not gonna happen. They gotta but, be some I mean, and then as far as ASAP, dissing Drake. He just hating again. I mean, I mean, how many households and uh, egos has Rihanna broke up at this point? Chris Brown, Drake, now ASAP, and everybody. I mean, she's just running through the whole gambit, through the whole uh, uh, R&B and rap game. So she salutes to Rihanna. You know what I'm saying? She's going to have a hell of an album. When she drop it, if she address Drake, Chris Brown, ASAP, and then uh, have a whole little doc. Hey, we need the whole doc. I, 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 I think her and Chris Brown cool. I would I hope would so. It. It's been what fifteen years, but yeah, but the, that's what the media don't understand, bro. And, and Rihanna kind of said that, like, dog, I didn't forgave Chris. Why the fuck y'all still on him about this shit? And like, I, at the end of the day, Chris Brown didn't fight himself. I think that's the part people miss. It. You know what I mean? These were two kids. You know, however you want to view it, that got into something. Like I said, fifteen years ago. Let's give it a rest. Yeah, I don't care about the ones that had fifteen. That double standard, man. They go that double standard again. Cut it out. Well, like I said, you know how they go. Long enough, fellas. I do want to dive into somebody uh, who's been talking to town. 50 Cent, obviously, we know he's been on fire with the shows, power, you name it. Everything's been on blast. But he said he's committing to abstinence in 2024. And um, <laughs> some people 
We're pretty much saying they didn't believe it, but I want to throw out here that he did recently pop an NBA game and he had all of it. It was a customized hoodie that had all the networks he was working with. So taking that in mind and assuming that he's going to have possibly roles on some of these you know, networks that were on ABC, Hulu. Fellas, do you truly think 50 Cent will be absent for 2024? Nope. Nope. No. 50, I love you, man. Uh, you one of my favorite producers, rappers. You one of my favorite people in the game. I don't fucking believe you. I think you full of shit. <laughs> Just like with Joe Budden oh, talking about, I'm, I'm not starting on Miss 2024. I'm going to be peaceful. Man, I don't want to call him like, nigga, that's cap. Like, you can't help it, bro. And that's cool. We love y'all for that. I don't want, I don't want no fucking peaceful 50 cent. The fuck? I don't, I don't want no peaceful Joe Budden. Stop, stop all the bullshit, man. Stop it. Stop it. But I believe he's going to try. But I think it's gonna see through. Like, like a nigga just is who he is, man. Terrible <laughs> words. Hey, I'm just keeping it a stay. A nigga is who he is, bro. And that's that's what makes him fifty cent, though, bro. So I don't believe him. I hope he's wrong. I hope he's lying. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think this is work. just the the. I think this is just the tweet or the message of the day. What do you put this out on Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever? Yeah. Probably, I don't know. I'm not sure, but um, I mean, we know 50 Cent to be uh, closely, um, closely related or closely linked to some baddies. You know what I'm saying? And abstinence means you know he's going to be abstaining from sex for for 2024. I don't see how that is uh, even relevant to his business um, or <laughs> or advantageous <laughs> to his lifestyle or anything like that. I think uh, this is just a great headline for him, something that will make news for the day, as 50 Cent is great at doing, and uh, something that he will just be throwing away in the next uh, couple weeks. I, I don't believe this at all. But I do believe that 50 Cent will continue to put out these type of messages and messaging to keep his name relevant in these streets. Uh, but, I, you know, if he does, he has plenty to work on, plenty to concentrate on. So I love for him to be uh, an example to the youth to say that, hey, this is not what you need to be doing. But at the same time, I don't believe that that's where he's at in his life. So, uh, you know, nice try, 50 Nice try. You know I just want to throw out it's one. Bit like Nick Cannon want, saying, I'm going to slow down. Like, nah. Right. That's my main thing is like, one, how would we know one? You know, what's the proof? Some girl going to be like, ah, yep, I broke it. Yeah, you know he, I mean? he, he, he in a relationship. Is he still with Cuban doll? If my, if my I think, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think so. No disrespect to her, but I promise you, anytime I hear somebody with doll at the end, I'm like, hey, yeah, this is just a bunch of y'all in a box to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think, I think he, man, look, man, I don't. I need what, whatever makes you 50 cent, whatever makes you act like that, he doing that shit. I don't care. I mean, is this is this similar to a box a boxer not, you know, abstaining from sex before a fight or well, you know, see, keeping their head straight? Nobody, do nobody does that. Yeah, they don't even do that, huh? They be lying. So that's that's a myth. That's a myth. Oh, they be knocking something down right after this, depending on who you are. That that's really one of those in the beginning, like when you're young. Some boxers maybe train that, taught that, or whatever. But trust me, that's like the Olympics. Why you think there's so many condoms? Everybody fucking in an Olympic village because it's like, yo, we the top yeah. athletes in the world. We don't need to stay from sex. We already here. <laughs> yeah, and then it's it's it, it, the Olympics is anxiety provoking. Just get your anxiety off, man. Look, man. I don't believe him, bro. I don't believe him. I don't. I need 
my villain to be my whatever again, whatever help him be a villain, keep doing that shit because I'm a fan of it and I support it. Because I think 50 Cent helps with the balance of shit. You you yeah. need 50 Cent. What he may be though referring to is what's going on with the daddies and all these damn sexual right. uh, deviants that's out here. I think he might be just giving a message out there that, hey, y'all ain't going to catch me in 2024. <laughs> I ain't even doing so. If if it, if y'all thought I was doing something, nope, because I already got this messaging out there that I'm not even part uh, participating in these type of actions for all 2024. So maybe it's just a whole defense, just a wall of defense around 50. Look, don't mess with me. Ain't no allegations. I'm abstinent all 20 for, forever. I, I'm, I'm abstinent forever. <laughs> I remember at high school before games, they used to tell us, hey, yeah, I know six the night before the game. You know what I'm saying? Or oh, I coach and even want us have a girlfriend going for a dinner season, to be honest. Bro, so yeah, nobody ever fucking listened, my nigga. Like, so I don't know, man. I think you need that. I think I think you need that a balance, whatever that is, my nigga. Because being the best in the world of what you do, it, it's a bunch of pressure and anxiety come with that. You know, whatever you, whatever relieves you of that, I'm with, unless it's hard drugs. I was going to say, I'm a fan of work hard, play hard, because even somebody who some people say is quote-unquote humble, right, you look at the NBA with Joker. He won that championship. Bro still celebrated. It wasn't like over here, but bro had probably 15,000 horses going crazy over there. Like, he did something to your point because it was a lot of it was a lot of pressure. Like, you know what I mean? For him to do right. it. Like, even his people, oh, he got lackadaisical attitude. But it's like at the end of the day, yeah, people you care. So I just feel like that. that's really all it comes down to. Yeah, it's, you're going to have your celebration. It just might not be the same way everybody look at it. But yeah, people, and I feel like the sex part is just like, I don't know. To me, it's not that big of a deal because if you work hard, you play hard, you're gonna be okay. I feel like, like you Man, said, look, the sex part ain't the ain't the problem. It's, if you deal with a toxic woman, my nigga, that's more mm. demental. What you call that? What's, what, that's more uh, toxic. Yeah, that, that, yeah to, to what you got going on than the fucking sex. If, if she if, if she can't if, if you can't think you can't. Get your mind right because she always on you. You always arguing, always fighting, fussing. That's more. That's gonna be more damaging than having sex. So if get rid of her, <laughs> you know what Ooh. I'm saying? Right. Free. It's what's attached. It's what's attached to the sex, right? <laughs> the absolute right, right, right. issue. Um, it's what it's what it takes to you know get it in. That could be the issue. If and I don't know if you guys seen Napoleon. That movie uh, was pretty dope. I just actually checked it out, uh, and you you just seen that half of his frustration was with his uh what is what is his old lady. So, um, you know, I, I see where Fifty Cent is maybe putting out a message in. Hey, maybe it's just a guard against all these sexual allegations. Maybe it's just saying, hey, I'm gonna be focused in 2024. But I, I don't believe him. Even if he's starting off the year like this, and that was his whole New Year's resolution, maybe this is a resolution. I I, I give it a month. I give it 30 days. <laughs> ain't no way. People, you, ain't, you ain't lasting longer than that. Come on now. And people who make resolutions are fucking idiots. Like, motherfucker, you ain't. You, you, I give you, I, I give you two weeks. You right. gonna crank. I, I'm gonna go with the under. <laughs> I feel go like if you make a resolution and you tell me your resolution, let's say you start talking about like around 
uh, what's up, Black Friday, and you don't start it till January 1st, you full of shit. Because you got all this time to get started. Like, I just feel like you're not about to... I, I don't think people understand. Most of y'all go from drinking and celebrating all that. You mean to tell me as soon as this ball drop, all of a sudden... You're just going to stop cold turkey. Or they... Like that. That's tough. That's tough to do. Nah, man. You know you. You know you know you fucking mentally weak. You ain't gonna stop shit. You fucking losing. <laughs> First day people on people ass, bro. You you are fucking you weakling. You are weak. You're not gonna stop anything, bro. You gonna crack. You you gonna be looking pitiful with your bum ass. So stop. Stop all that. Stop New Year's, New Year's resolution shit, man. It don't work, bro. You don't. You don't have a mental fortitude to do it. So unless, just... unless you start during Kwanzaa. Now, if you one of them people during Kwanzaa, you start weeding yourself off, whatever it is, I respect it. But if you're not doing the steps, like there's a program for that. I looked it up. Uh, I don't believe you. Yeah, you niggas full and, of shit. And just to, just so y'all know, this is not against 50. We're not talking against 50. I do believe he has the power to do whatever he says. Oh, but facts. he just cap That's he's facts. just capping on in this uh in this situation. He's just messing with y'all as he as he does throughout the year, throughout the days. And I believe this was just a tweet of the day. Whatever wherever platform it came from, it was just something to say for him. So That's facts, man. 50 man, you, I need you to write a uh, uh write another book. That that, that last one was a jewel. Like that hustle harder, hustle smarter. That was one of the best books I ever read. Write another book, Phil. Yes, sir. But y'all speaking of uh, 50 Cent saying he ain't going to be starting no sex, uh, moving on to the Breakfast Club, uh, they may be ending. Uh, fellas, uh, number one, I know y'all been fans of the Breakfast Club like myself. Uh, like I said, it's been, what, 10, 15 plus years now. But one, do you think the Breakfast Club is over in the midst of what's going on? And two, fellas, who do you think may be their next new host? Because as many people know, it's just been DJ Envy and Charlemagne for a while. And to my knowledge, I believe DJ Envy is going to still be on the network, even, you know, in the midst of what was going on with the um, houses and possible fraud allegations and whatnot. So, yeah, fellas, what you thinking is the end of the show and who may be the new host, if not, or a new co-host? Man, that spot just hilarious. That spot should have been for just hilarious, bro. She, she, she the one who fit in, like, the very first time, because, you know, they've been rotating uh, hosts each week. The very first time she was on there, I was like, oh, there you go, your replacement right there. Like, to me, she just fit in. She was funny. She made people feel some type of way. Cardi went in on her when she went up there. Sexy Red has, was in her feelings when she went up there because of something just Larry said. That's how you know she she's the one, bro. To me, is it going to end? I, I, I don't think it should, bro. Me personally being a fan, I think just Hilarious is the, the co-host. But I don't know what's taking them so long to make up permanent. Uh... If it if it if it ends, I think it's because Charlemagne just became bigger than the Breakfast Club, and DJ Envy got a lot of shit going on legally, and it it and it's just that, and it's just maybe just time for you know when the TV show hit its peak, it, you know what I'm saying it is what it is. But if if they don't end, just hilarious is definitely the one. She's definitely the one. It, to me, it's not even close. And did you guys see any recent updates on Jess Hilarious and the contract uh, debates or anything? You guys see anything that in, no, in that? I just saw it was I, an opening. Charlemagne and Envy, I saw a clip of them two talking about like, oh, we actually going to get somebody. 
I think by the time this comes out, because I did see an interview, I believe it was on TMZ, and they was asking Charlemagne about it, and basically they're saying that there is a contract dispute. Maybe she wasn't happy with the, the offer that she got, so it may be on just hilarious part that she just wasn't happy with what they were trying to give her, which, you know, would, would make sense because, you know, Breakfast Club is such a huge platform, so you would expect a substantial app offer you know, some some good compensation, but maybe they're just kind of at the end of the road where right. they're like not seeing a return on the talent and what they're paying and the, and the salaries for Charlemagne and Envy. Uh, because one, I mean, radio is just it's it's a dying art form. Right. They are one of the few people that are really holding it up. And then um, and then just the show just might maybe coming to an end. So maybe they don't want to commit to a long-term um, salary and, and some huge numbers for just hilarious. So, I mean, hopefully it's not just the logistics that is holding them back. Then that's keeping her from being on the show, whether she could get a, you know, a episode by episode type contract or something that could properly compensate her. Because I do believe that she was the best fit. I mean, she was the best fit. She was the best yeah, fit for everyone that came on there. She was. She was the best fit, but in general, is the Breakfast Club over? I think it's over. Like, um, I, I can't remember the last huge interview. And I while we were talking, I was just looking at some of the the recent guests, Ava DuVernay, Stacy Lee, uh Spratt discusses HBCUs, Benny the Butcher. Uh I mean, these are not top uh, you know, top charting names. And I mean, what what was the peak of the, the Breakfast Club. Remember, they had the Jay Z interview. That was crazy. The Jay Z interview was crazy. What year was that? It was 14, 13, 2013. Right. I'm happy you said That's that because Jamal, to ago. your point, because you said about Jess and Larry's, you was like, she makes people feel something. And some people always said that they miss Angela Yee, but to me, I always felt like Angela Yee, to an extent, was kind of the complete opposite. Like, she didn't really say yeah. stuff. So, one, it, it, it was Charlemagne. Jess and has taken Charlemagne's spot. Right, because Charlamagne was less mature. He was wilding once upon a time. Right, mm -hmm. right. And she's the one who makes people feel the type of way now. But do you think it fits? Do you feel like, you know, the, yeah, the people yeah. going to take it from the woman and still say we like this? And then and then people, I heard somebody say some stupid shit like, uh, uh, is she, you need a young host, co-host. Man, Jessica Larry is only fucking 30 years old. What, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? She's 30, bro. She's actually 30 years old. Respectfully, we don't want nobody 21, 22 on the radio. We don't. Exactly. Exactly, bro. It's her spot to lose. Everybody else was cool, but it, she was definitely the dominant one. So does the maturity of Charlemagne contribute to the ending of the to the Breakfast Club? Because there is no replacement for early 2010s Charlemagne. Like, he was... <laughs> Because to be honest with you, like I said, with Envy, with what's going on with him, I don't see him trying to be edgy, you know me, no more than Charlamagne. Not to say, because some of the stuff he was saying, yeah, he was all the way out of line. Like, bro, that's low-key a charge. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> yeah, he was sniffing chairs and yeah, you doing giving booties people, out, bro. fake prosthetic ass out. <laughs> yeah, even certain stuff he said, it's like, if she wanted to be a dick, no pun intended, that's sexual harassment charge. But I just feel like, yeah, that that shock value, even, you know what I mean, it's me, I'm a fan, you know, brilliant idiots, and I was just, me and Lebo was just talking about that, yeah. Sometimes the content gets a little left field, you know, just a little out of my ballpark. Nah, bro. I, I think you right, Lee Boy. There's no replacing Charlemagne, especially early Charlemagne. But I think Just Hilarious is a good replacement for that because she's the one. She don't do it like he did it, of course. But enough, nobody did, bro. Nobody can. This is Howard Stern or some shit. 
she I've seen her make people feel like people coming when she since she's been there, all this coming up mad at her, bro. You right. And Charlamagne used to do that all the time. Like I remember Post Malone was pissed coming in. There was a few people, yeah. Burn, Sexy oh, yeah, Red Burn was Man, mad. Yeah. Oh, you talking Sexy about Ray for was, um yeah, for just hilarious. Just hilarious. Oh, well, you talking about, yeah, but both of them, to your point, yeah, Jamal, I see what you said. I just hope that the audience at large takes to it, because I don't think it has to end. I think it can keep going, but it feels like it's on its last leg. What's the what's the percentage it keep going? What, what percentage do I give it? 50? What, I go 50. What, past 2024? Like, you saying 50. for how long? Yeah. Well, just period. Do you think it's going to end or it's going to stay around? I give it 50, 50, 50. I'm going to go 40. You're going to go 40? God damn. I'm going to say, I I mean, I don't think it's going to get shut off right away, but I, I actually don't think they're going to ever get another co-host. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think this is going to be the end, especially if, if um, Envy has to testify against Caesar and all that, and that goes down. We already see Charlamagne has m- multiple exits <laughs> out of the whole Breakfast Club. He got right. his whole podcast venture. He got book ventures. He got movie and show ventures. Um, you know, I think I see him taking a whole step to the left and maybe even doing his own show. And I, I would give it to, you know, I think it I think it could last to the end of the year, but I don't see it going far into 2025. I think it's over. It's because man. the big interview. So that's one hell of a run. I mean, what we just saw from Shannon Sharp and Cat Williams, that used to be the breakfast club. Right. Like right. I have not seen a huge interview come across my desk, across my timeline, across my YouTube algorithm with the Breakfast Club's name on it in quite a while. Like I might see their clips and I'm literally just, you know, bro, they're reacting remember, to the news like everyone else. I remember early Charlemagne, bro. Nicki Minaj was like, guess on them, bro. And Nicki Minaj was so fucking mad at him. She she didn't even fake like she turned her chill the opposite of Charlotte. <laughs> she didn't even want to look at that nigga. Who else? Um TLC went up there. Chili had him blocked. Ashanti was had him blocked for a while. Man, Charlemagne used to be a fucking menace, man. <laughs> I I miss those days. I really do. Right. I really do, bro. So if it ends, bro, it, it's a hell of a run. I'm gonna be sad because I'm a fan. But again, I, again, I think this Les is the person, and if if they don't sign her, I think they dropping the ball to me personally. You know what? Get funny Marco up there on the Breakfast Club, man. That's about it. You think that'll work? You think that'll work? No, but I think that's the closest. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just think that's the version. This this generation or this decade's version of Charlemagne right now. I'm gonna say the reason why I'm gonna say no is because Funny Marco, his thing, his, his you know, what his show, what he's doing, that already he works. Hmm. Like I, you know what I mean, I feel like he has uh, what's the word? I don't want to call it a gimmick because I don't see it as that. Like it's it's his own, it's his his art. Well, that's what I'm gonna call it. His art, what it makes him special. I don't see that him bringing that to the Breakfast Club. I feel like he's better off on his own. But like like Jamal said, if it was if it's gone, nigga said it was a great run. But to me, I feel like yeah, no matter how you slice it, yeah, fifteen years and this is huge. Y'all going into if there's a Hall of Fame for this. Y'all will be there, and that'll be Angela Yee, Envy, and you know what I mean, Charlemagne. So yeah, great run. And they should end it. They should end it gracefully before it gets uh, cut off. But you know, they're syndicated right. in markets. I don't think yeah, that the, you know. I don't think there's. A, 
yeah, it's not a huge risk that they just going to get cut off or anything, but I think they should go ahead and just shut it down, to be honest. If Charlemagne's smart, and I think he is, and he has alluded to it being the end, I believe. <laughs> he has said that he's ready to move on, and especially when Angela, Lee, uh, Angela Yee was moving on, uh, they kind of seen the writing on the wall. So I think they should just l- let it go ahead and fizzle out. Fizzle out. Awesome. Okay. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I can accept that. That's, yeah. Or just keep getting the politics. You know they're good. Once this political, uh, this whole political year is over, and they uh, interview all the candidates, uh, I don't want to see. You know that's their thing now. It's politics. We're gonna see. Right, we're gonna see. But fellas, I do want to move into music specifically. Tupac. Now, fellas, obviously a lot of people have talked about Tupac for years. West Coast artist, big establishment, Suge Knight, you name it. But the biggest question people always have is: Is Tupac considered a West Coast artist? And just to throw this out there to the listeners, Tupac was obviously born in New York City in Harlem, specifically at 13. I believe he moved to Baltimore, eighth grade, give or take, and went on to ninth grade before he went to the Baltimore School of the Arts, where he met Jada Pickett Smith. And then he moved to California, 1988. So he would have been about 17 years old by the time he came out here. And then obviously, we know, you know, the history from there, made his music, whatnot. So, fellas, in your opinion, is Tupac considered a West Coast artist? I want to, I want to go first. Okay, West Coast, West Coast. So, um, you know, I, I think some of this has to be dictated by the music, you know, and so he obviously was, um, you know, surrounded by West Coast artists, West Coast music, you know, when you talk about Dr. Dre, some of the best ever, and uh, came came out of the Bay, and we seen that elevate, um, obviously, when he was in jail, shouldn't I took advantage and make sure that he got signed up with Death Row and everything. Now, his his rapping style like i would not like if you compare him to some of the the main west coast artists that were out it's he's just obviously different like if you like i I love mac dre from that era e40 from that era a snoop dog from that era none of those people you would uh, he doesn't have the same style and the same type of swagger uh, of those those west coast artists at the time so there's a clear difference but I will say when it comes to the uh the spirit the uh gang banging was he gang banging was he a thug he was a thug right it was thug like I don't think he was part of a gang but I mean Suge Knight was kind of a gang to be honest with you yeah I mean when it comes to the culture I believe he does have the spirit of the west coast but I would say I don't think he has the rapping style of the west coast but he did go over he did rap over west coast music so I would say Yes, I would say he was, uh, you know, I would put it, I would put it at a 60 40 split, you know what I'm saying? 60 percent West Coast, 40 percent Pac, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's East or whatever, however, because he was born what in Boston and was in New York and and then went to Baltimore, went to Baltimore. My fault, Baltimore. He used to be his his rap name, used to be MC New York, MC New York. Um, and he has a, you know, he also has a, a New York vibe when you see him around uh, the people from the Jews and, uh, you know, some of the movies that he participated in um, above the rim and everything. You can see how he definitely fits in with the whole crew. Right. So I, I don't want to say like the, the gang culture that he was kind of involved with is specific to the West Coast because it, it was just crew love. And he was a thug by his own, um, you know, by his own measurement. So. Um, you know, I I would say the music. I would say the music 
would would lean towards him being a West Coast artist because he rapped mainly over West Coast music. So what you got to say, Jamar? Uh, I, I heard some dudes from Cali talking about this on Instagram, and I was like, interesting, because it was half and half, bro. They were like, I don't consider Tupac a West Coast artist, and the other ones were like, yeah, he is a West Coast artist. Uh, I'm going to have to say, yeah, because he, even though he was on death row for, what, a year, that's the most people remember about Tupac, and he kind of did come up in Oakland, with Digital Underground. That's West Coast. It's not LA, but that's West Coast. Um, he, he didn't really come up as an East Coast artist. So I would definitely and I can't I can't really argue West Coast. So I'm telling you how I feel about him. He do when 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 I make a West Coast playlist, I put Tupac on. It's just me personally. So I do feel like he's he should be considered a West Coast artist. I like it. I, I want to throw this out there. To me, I, I, first of all, to me, he's definitely a West Coast artist. And I, even to Lee Boy, your point, when you were talking about like him and Above the Rim and different things like that, to me, when I saw those, I was like, yeah, he fits the culture. But remember, when I hear, like, when I think of an old head from New York who would have been Tupac's age, I'm thinking of a guy who talks like Norio, who sounds like Nas or one of them. So to me, he never sounded like an East Coast, even though right. in my mind, I'm like, he was here since he was, you know, up until 13. But then it hit me. I'm like, well... I think of certain kids I grew up with. If they was going to BAM or some of these art schools in New York, there's a good chance you ain't really around project kids and you're not really, you know what I mean, really around certain people. So you just going to school doing your thing. Fast forward, he goes to Baltimore. So yeah, to me, the, the heart and the spirit that he always put out there, like I said, realistically, bro went to beef again, you know what I mean? A whole war against the East Coast. Like, I feel like you can say what you want, but it, it's very clear which side he was on there. So yeah, to me, Tupac is definitely, you know, the way I look at it going to be, a West Coast fathers, no matter how you splice it. So yeah, I mean, but what you thinking? Uh, you know, it's just it's it's weird because when you it's hard to put him like if you just put Tupac in a box in a vacuum, right? And you just listening to him say without any music, it, it's actually hard to categorize him with any other type of artist. Um, because he doesn't have any traditional, like if you think of a DJ quick. Or if you think of like a sugar free or any anybody on the West Coast, you could not say that, oh, he raps like him or anyone on the West Coast. Uh, but I would like say that. this. I would say the same thing for the East Coast. You can't right. name an artist the way he gets up and down on the track, um, you know, and the way he has his voice inflection. He he really it has his own style. He's pop. He's yeah. just pop. And um, so. You know, it's really hard to categorize him in, in general. So I just lean to the music that he really leaned to, you know, his dance style. He is rocking and all that. You doing all that. I, I would say he definitely has a lot of West Coast influence. The, um, you know, the flashy style and, you know, the big the big songs where, you know, I feel like East Coast was more uh, focused on lyrics a little bit. And Pac really just leaned towards, you know, just the style, the vibe, the swag. Um, and so that's where you can really see that West Coast influence. But in a vacuum, if you're just listening without any prior knowledge to where he's from or anything, it's hard to really categorize where he's from at all. Like facts. He just that's facts. 
But I think again, mm-hmm. those those that time spent all over and then being an art kid on top of it, it makes sense. Cause I, I you know, I'm, I've lived in a few places and of course at different ages than when he moved around. But I think of even like a guy like Cameron who after he got on really in the game, moved around and stayed in Ohio, stayed in here. I think of what if he would have did that before when he was in the midst of his rapping, what might have his rapping sounded like? Would he have sounded like, you know what I mean, somebody who was just in Harlem? Cause yeah, where Cameron's from, that's not too far from where Tupac is born. Right, right, right. It's not too far off an age, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, that could have been a dude right down the street. I'm going to put a poll up. I'm going to put a poll. I just, I think the type of people, some people just not meant to be around long. I, I think he's, I think he's one of them, bro. I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine Tupac being 50. Me like, I couldn't even see it. Like, it, it just, it, unfortunately, we just lost him at a very young age, bro. And I think, I think some people just not meant to be around long. I think, unfortunately, I think he was one of them because I can't, I can't picture Big being fifty either, to be honest. People you know, say that some we people all the time. I just couldn't see them as old, quote unquote, old men. Like I just, yeah, that part of their life, right. just because the way their energy was and what we saw them as. I think, like I said, that's acceptable. That's okay. I feel like we shouldn't bask them, man. Like even with the holograms, and people was like, that's it. After that Tupac, I don't want to see nothing else. I don't want to see them 60 years old that you got, you know, some AI. That's a little freaky to me. I mean, it's, yeah, that's facts. That's, I struggle I struggle with seeing Ali, Muhammad Ali, how he was when he was older. Because right. when he was younger, he was so brash, bro, so so energetic. You know what I'm saying? To see him at that stage when he was older, it was just tough to see. 100%. Yeah. But Libo, I will say your answer, I shouldn't say shocked me, but I, I really wanted to hear the most. Yeah, just as somebody who grew up there all in the midst of that. Yeah, it was just seeing, yeah, from your viewpoint. That's why I was like, man, it's interesting that, that take that he said when we spoke about above the rim. I'm like, man, I just looked at bro like this just bald Tupac with his head bit, you know what I mean? With his scarf as usual, talking, talking shit. Like when I look at the brother, I'm like, bro, he's really talking shit for the whole movie. He ain't had no but love. it's just like in comparison, though. Obviously, we know Pac has experience out there on the East Coast, but you couldn't see like Snoop in that movie, you know, <laughs> or Snoop and Juice. <laughs> that would be funny as hell. But Pac slides right in, so you could tell that he has, you know, that 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 East Coast, um, you know, mantra to him. So, um, but. You know, he's synonymous with West Coast music out here. Like, there is no West Coast music, really, especially rap without one Snoop. And Pac is right there. I don't know if there's if they're one A and one B to me when it comes to West Coast rappers. Like, he's definitely considered a West Coast rapper like on, by our radio stations and person, by the people. I really out. hear about as much as those two is probably E40 is the only other one that comes to mind. Yeah, and he too does sure, not. Sure. I would say he don't even hit. His, he's not even on the radio to, to this day as much as Pac as to right now. He's still not. So, um, you know, Pac would definitely be the king. He's still the king of West Coast rap. Like, he really yes, is. R.I.P. to Pac, man. Tupac. Yeah, I've never been on the Tupac. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. And I didn't agree with Pac on a lot of things. Like, I don't like how he handled Biggie. But other than that, I agree. With, I'm, I'm, was, I'm rolling with Pac. I just think he, he, he was, he was tripping on Big. I feel like he should have sat down and talked to Big, bro. That's the only thing I felt type way about, about Tupac, man. But other than that, I was, I was riding with Pac. Man. Pac was. Pac I, said, I always say the same thing about him and Big. You know, a lot of people. Neither one of them had fathers in their lives. Yeah, yeah. But Tupac had his his stepfather. That's where he get his last name from. Shakur's name. 
Yeah, but I feel like at, at that that point, like when they was doing what they was doing, you know what I mean? When quote unquote becoming larger than life, like in the midst of they really getting to this money, they didn't have right. that type of guidance. It was just I'm the first of my kind getting to this, so I'm gonna kind of do as I please. Right, right. Yeah, I heard I heard that Tupac was hard headed, man. I mean, it wouldn't be, you know what I mean? At 22 with 10 million dollars or five million dollars. Not to say you would be, you know what I mean, but just right, right, right. Think about right. Where he came from. So I get it. I get it, man. R.P. the pop, man. Your West Coast artists in my eyes too. So, but fellas, I want to stay on West Coast um artists just for the time being because Snoop Dogg doing some dope, dope work uh, working with the Chargers now has um I believe it's a youth football initiative. That's what I'm going to call it for now. But um, with that being said, a lot of people don't know that Snoop Dogg, his youth sport, football league, put out a bunch of NFL stars already. Uh, C.J. Stroud. Right now, you got De'Anthony Thomas, who's on the Chiefs. Um, who else you got? Um, a few cornerbacks. You got Cam Jackson and Greg uh, Ducre. So, first off, fellas, what are, what are your thoughts on Snoop Dogg having you know anything with the Chargers, a collaboration through the NFL, and then two, um, do you think this is something that you know is going to get bigger? Possibly, I just I likened it to something like Ice Cube's Big Three. So, fellas, talk to me. What's your thoughts? Wait, did you mention uh you mentioned C.J. Stroud? Yeah, C.J. Stroud was the first one. Okay, course, okay, my bad, I missed it. But uh, <laughs> man, I just want to. You know, because and we just got done talking about West Coast rap artists and, um, you know, I just want to give a big salute. Shout out to my guy, Uncle Snoop. He everybody uncle over here on the West Coast, man, for doing bigger and better business every single year. And, and you know, really growing the brand of hip hop, similar to what Drake is doing. Most dev poo poo on you for hating on Drake and making the culture bigger, man. This is what it's about. And I just like to see bigger bags, bigger checks for people in this industry getting out there and expanding the limits of what hip hop is. Because uh, does anybody see Snoop as a, a, a football player? Does Snoop even play football? I just want to know what the connection was with Snoop and football. I think once upon a time he did. And then when he quit, because remember, his league is only like five, I think he's like five to 12 or something like that. Man. And I think that's why he he only works with the kids because he never played past a certain point. So this is the part he dominated, and you see he, he's building beasts. This is they, they and plus, he was like seventeen when he came in the game, so he couldn't really been playing like real hardcore football at seventeen when he was also rapping for uh, Dre at the time. But obviously, he knows a lot about the game. He knows a lot about competition. If you watch Coach Snoop, I believe on Netflix, or if you've been. Anyone seen any involvement with him and these kids and how he coaches them up? Like he may use curse words, he may he gets down and gritty and he gets real with these kids from the inner uh, inner city. Um, it's a good thing to see because they really do come from a rough background out here. They're you know exposed to gang culture and I believe he really targets those kids that can make a difference. So shout out to Snoop for making a difference in these kids' lives and birthing to C.J. Stroud, who's in the going to the second round, unlike uh, the other Texas team. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> his son was a four star receiver too when he was in mm -hmm. high school and he went yep. to UCLA. I don't think I don't think he was passionate about football. So I think he just ended up going to UCLA for film or something like that. But his, his son was a beast receiver too. Oh uh, man, Snoop been having his league since I was a kid, I think, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, he, he produced a lot of NFL players. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna say since 2004 or five, like I said, it's, it's marketed as a nonprofit pretty much. And they say that we don't build football players, we build grown men. And like I said, even though it's only 13, a lot of these guys are leaders, they go on to play top high schools, especially in the Southern California area. So, yeah. Okay. Well, how to unk, man? That's unk to everybody, man. Uh, 
Do you think I know he partnered with the charts, right? Yep. Do you think eventually he should get a job in the NFL? No. Yeah, I knew yeah, I knew that was coming. Why? I don't think he needs it. Yeah. I, I think Snoop, the, the fact that they came to partner with him, realistically, this is them getting a piece of what he's doing, right? Because this is a flag football league that the Chargers doing, and it's supposed to start the spring. But Snoop is already, like I said, like, say what you want. Bro is building guys who are coming to the NFL because you figure if you get rid of, I shouldn't say get rid of, but you stop working with a kid at 13 and he goes to high school, that's it. He's learned the bulk of what he knows about football from you went to a high school program, boom, maybe one or two years of college, and now he's trying to get to the NFL, so. I feel like they need I mean, to and, anything. And let's be real, they're using they're using Snoop because uh, the Chargers are trash out here. Nobody, there's no real <laughs> <laughs> there's no real Charger fans in Los Angeles. Obviously, that they moved up from San Diego, so they're kind of a transplant team. They're sharing a, a a whole stadium with the Rams, and it's very hard for them to come across real fans right now. So I believe part of it is just marketing. They want to use his name to build up some type of image for the Chargers, get people at the games, get people involved. But I do think, Jamar, to your question, that he should have some type of ambassadorship or at least have some type of title where they could get him on a salary so he can really endorse the league and uh, get them involved in the community, whether it's just the Chargers, uh, adding the Rams, adding the um, – the, the Raiders and just have him go city to city and endorse the game because one, there is, is an attack on uh tackle football. There, I think there's actually a whole bill in, in California to outlaw tackle football. Is, I think that's why they didn't go with tackle for that reason. Yeah. Right. There's a whole bill to outlaw tackle football for kids like under 13 or something like that. So, um, you can't I, I think tackle it, under 13. They, they are trying to outlaw it in California. Yes. Oh, man, I was man, I, I was tackling at eight. Man, God, right. damn. <laughs> yeah, my son yeah. started at six. Yeah, he he already done his second year. He's eight now. He's done two years of uh, Pop Warner, and so you know, I think one it may be just combating that in general. <laughs> And then, but really, I think this is a play for the Chargers. Like I said, I was I was at the Cowboys Charger game. It was about sixty percent Cowboys, and we got that one by the skin of our teeth. But um, you know, th they need some help. They need some help, and Snoop is the one to bring it in L.A. Snoop is a guy, man. Anything he touches, go. That's man. I man. I was playing playing football at seven. I was playing for the Raiders, man. This little kid. Who was playing? We playing the Saints. Man, that, I bro, I, you know when you're a kid, you watching football on TV. Sometimes when you playing flag football, you forget you playing flag football. <laughs> man, hey, that little kid caught that pass. Man, when I say I lit his ass up, the nigga cleat flew off. He started crying. They had to stop the game. They like, yeah, we need to hurry and get him a tackle, bro. Yeah, so you're they like wrong field, son. They like Jamal, you can't tackle. I'm like, what you mean? I just saw Ray Lewis do it the other day. <laughs> bro, <laughs> next week, dance, man, bro. So they like, you gotta grab the flag. I'm seven, bro. So I'm like, oh. So I started grabbing the flag. So instead of grabbing the actual flag, I used to grab the whole thing off. Like take the whole thing off, bro. Yeah. Like, cause, bro. So man, I can't fathom not tackling until you're 13, bro. That's why you got these soft ass corners, the Eagles corners who can't fucking tackle now. Bro, you, I, you, you got they're tackling shit. You gotta wanna tackle, bro. You have to. Because if you're not, it's gonna it's gonna show. 
And they're going to start covering your ass off. I think you just got to, like I said, even the way they do but with the weights, I think you just got to get kids on the scale. Because I know me, even now, me and my older brother, we say it all the time. We'll see kids. I'm like, I don't know if he in high school or if he work at HR. Like, this kid look grown. <laughs> and they be walking around. Like, it's like, if they get on the scale before, the, you know, some of these games, then you can still have tackle where you know, all right, everybody that's playing here is between 60 and 80 pounds. Because some people are like, oh, my son is 80 pounds. I'm like, bitch, your son is 5'8". And you know what I mean? He got two chins. Is he really 80 pounds? <laughs> Fuck like, no. He might have ate 80 pounds worth of food the last two days, but he's not 80. So I think that's the, the safety part that I think is biggest. And then Jamal was going to say another thing with the flag part. I was going to say, you're a menace. If you was taking the whole... No, nah, bro, I, I was a savage, bro. I couldn't wait to say all minutes. the flags. You know it's a flag yeah. on his side. He like, I no, need I, all I, I was, No, I was taking the belt. That's yeah, what I'm like, to the flag. ripping guys out there. You're telling the guy get naked, basically. Like, you're not even playing. <laughs> nah, football. because, bro, I, I just... I was a bro, I couldn't wait for Saturday mornings, bro. I could not wait, you know, because you know kids play Saturday early. Saturday right, right. morning, it's, it's still misty outside. Man, I'm like bitch ass, look, you little fuckers up, man. <laughs> you little bitch ass nigga crying to look to his mommy like a little bitch. I remember look, one, I, one, it, one little kid lit my nephew up. I was like, oh shit, that little nigga. <laughs> look, and I'll say, look, just my my last couple um, <clears throat> season experience with Ethan, <clears throat> my oldest. He couldn't do shit in uh Pop Warren when they was actually tackling. He was running away. You know, he dodges all contact. He'd be on it. He'll jump on the top of the pile, right? But when it came to that flag <laughs> football, he was running quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Throwing touchdowns, doing doing whatever he wanted to do, grabbing flags. He was the man. So uh shout out to Snoop for making a way for the, you know, us uh feeble mind or us frail, frail bodied individuals, you know what but I'm saying? At, Giving us a at, chance at, out here. At, at, at some point. You got to transition at some yeah. point. You know what I'm saying? So I, 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 would, I would say the footwork. You get a lot of footwork, though, yeah. in that damn flag. You trying to, to. <laughs> yeah. try to keep people That's off right. that flag. You know what I'm saying? They do. Yeah. Uh, it does. It is beneficial for the footwork in general. So I was I was not built for playing football. We, like, we need to get him in tackle. Like, he's <laughs> not old enough to here. play tackle. I got to send you a video. Old boy got tackled. He got hit twice, and I don't know how old he was, but the first tackle, you seen his pants kind of drop. The second tackle, his ass was like <laughs> on the ground. All I kept thinking is like, man, like, you know what I mean? Like, are these kids the right weight? Because if they would have stepped on the scale, maybe this doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, I mean, rolls off. I'm like, yo, what the, how is this possible? Just a regular really? <laughs> Hey, you hit a kid of his mama on the sideline. Don't hit my baby. Well, well, tell him go play basketball then. Fuck. You playing the wrong sport, my guy. You in my oh, way. Man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mama, hey, my mom on the sideline, too. She happy as hell. That's my baby. That's right. Hit it. Hit his ass. <laughs> I know them parents, too. The mother be aggressive, man. I, I still got the picture. I, I got the picture on Facebook. So I'm out of the city to the group chat. You're like, man, you're going to see me in the middle. Smiling like motherfucker for the team picture. Oh uh, yeah, nigga. <laughs> he was putting pain on season. He like, yeah, ain't nobody. No, got I, bro, I was there. bringing a pain, bro. I thought I was Ray Lewis mixed with Sean Taylor, son. Thanks. I'd have paid money to see you do the dance after you sack somebody. Not gonna lie. I Seven. did, bro. I, I, I did. I got, I got, <laughs> I got, a, I got a penalty for it though. Like they flagged me for the hating ass rough. Hey, oh man, I was watching too much NFL, bro. That's all it was. I respect it. I respect it. Well, fellas, like I said, time to tell. Shout out to Snoop leading, like I said, especially for the youth. Safe football, but yeah.
at some point they're gonna have to play tackles to toughen up parents. Yep. Are you gonna create them soft ass corners that they, they play for the Eagles? That's scared to tackle on the seat. That shit was a disgrace, Bradbury. man. Bradbury was looking horrible out there. Yeah, they gonna, only they thing that made me feel good, man. Only thing they gonna cut his ass. They, they they definitely cutting him, bro. Hey, speaking of, I know you about to move on, man, but I just got an alert, too, that they said Mike McCarthy is going to remain the Cowboys coach for 2024 and beyond. Um, this is from e- this is ESPN straight to my damn phone on alerts. Get this shit off my phone, man. Man, get a new quarterback. I know quarterback hard That's to true. find. Draft, draft them, man. Trade up traffic. This this draft is going to be a quarterback. I feel like though, the draft. fact, though, that they just said that they ain't getting rid of bro, I feel like they, they didn't make they bet. They still think they them boys. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, they hey. definitely gonna keep Dak. Dak already said, oh, if if he gone, then I'm gonna put us in the same boat. I don't know if you guys saw the, his little press conference. He's basically attached himself to Mike McCarthy. I just I was hoping and praying that Shadur would go ahead and and uh register for this draft so we could go ahead and take him and goddamn um you know have Coach Sanders have Dion take over the whole thing. I know that's just a pipe dream. It, it, it was never going to happen, but and it looks like it's not going to happen. So And they think, and they, I, I was hearing Bill Belichick rumors. I was like, man, that shit, that's oil and water, bro. You yeah. think Jay, You think Bill Belichick going to let Jay Jones tell him what the fuck to do? I was going to say, that's not, not happening. Yeah, that's not happening, bro. I would, that, that's a bad fit. That, that, that's Westbrook on the Lakers. Man. Yeah, I mean, they they he wants Mike McCarthy. That's who he got. That's who he's gonna keep because he can tell him he could boss him around. The only problem I have with him, you he's know. just not motivational. He's not holding anyone accountable. He's not scary at all to any of the players, and they don't give a damn. You know, they just gonna keep going through the motions. But that's my boys. Uh-huh. <laughs> like we, we 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 bring him John Gruden to New Orleans. Man, oh my God, bro! Is that official? <laughs> I don't know, son, but Dennis Allen's still there and Derek Carr's still there, so. Uh, huh. Yeah, whatever. And win with whatever. the same recipe that got you losing. That's all I'm saying. That, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm fucking saying, bro. Whatever. I'm not watching again next year. I'm going to talk for this man. shit. Well, fellas, I want to dive into something a little more spirited and winning specifically. <laughs> uh, the top rappers of the decade, specifically from the year 2000 to 2010, um, I found this one interesting, especially with um when they put out the top R and B records of you know the 21st century, because you forget, man, it's just you know these past 22, 23 years. So, fellas, just in that short window from 2000 to 2010, who would you say was the top or your favorite or the best rapper of just that decade? Not just came out that time, but put out their music, their best music. You know, who you Lil think? Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, easy. And I'm talking about from the start of the decade into the end of it. 2000, he still was kind of his second album's coming out. He wasn't in his prime yet, but he still was relevant. He still was dropping hits. Uh, 2004 is kind of when he really took off and became the best rapper alive. He ended the decade on top as the best rapper. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Hmm. So it's easily he Lil Wayne, Weezy F Baby, Tunchy. Whatever you want to call them, is Wayne for the dub for me. Two thousand best artists, rap artists of the decade. Two thousand, two thousand ten, Lil Wayne is to me at least for the reasons I just said. I mean, I would, I like that answer. You know, I would nominate also Fifty Cent in there. I would put Ti in there. Mm. Um, I would put obviously Jay Z in there. He was very hey. prominent in the game. Game was very uh prominent at the time. And then my guy, Kanye. Yeah, yay, 
Geezy. Uh, first album dropped what 2004, 2003, yeah. 2004. Yeah. And obviously, he had a huge run around that time. And even before that, he was leading up with his uh music, his production, some features, and everything like that. Um, you know, I think uh, I would definitely it, it's a it's a three man race to me between Wayne, Yay, Jay. I would say, um. To me, Jay Z is a is a. I mean, I can I could choose him for a lot of errors. So I, I want to kind of shy away from that and not choose Jay because I think he. What well, you think he was more prominent in the 2000 to 2010 or the 90s it's, to 2000s? It's weird because I, I feel like him and DMX, uh, specifically and, and Eminem, they 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 came around like they their peaks were close around the same time. Uh, Ninety nine. From about 98, 99 to about mid-2000s. So, and the reason why I didn't choose 50 because I feel like his run went long enough. I'm happy you said that. I'm going to get to that because I'm happy you said that specifically. Right. 50s run was 2003 to about 07. So, the reason why I chose Wayne because when 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 uh, New Millennium started, he was not the hottest rapper, not the best rapper, but he still was cash money, high boys, putting out hits. And then he transitioned. Into and as, as more as the, as the decade went on, he became higher and better. And that's not rare. That's 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 rare, bro. Artists don't come out with an okay start, then just blow up like that. It usually they they come out hot and they they go down, or they come out hot and they just blazing from that point forward. He came out okay. He pulled a high board, but then he just took off. They don't happen. So, um. The reason why I didn't choose Kanye because he was my second because he again started off as a producer and he kind of came in towards the middle of the decade. Now, if you want to so, go from 2004 to about 2015 in that decade, but that's not what we're doing. So that's that's the reason why I chose Wayne. I want to because go ahead, boy, you finish. No, I, I was just going to finish up my take by saying, you know what, I think I might actually go with Ye based on college dropout. 808 Heartbreaks and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy actually dropped 2010. Um, I'm going to go with Ye. I'm going to go with Ye. I like Jay-Z around that time, obviously, for obvious reasons. But he also what retired in about 2004, right? So he was, yeah, right, right, right. He had checked out. Um, so I'm going to, you know, not to have the same answer as you, I'll, I'll check. I will uh, go ahead and pick up Kanye. But Weezy up there for me. Gotcha. No, I like what Jamal said, especially with Wayne... Granted, like I said, he had, you know, music before that, but his real peak, you know what I mean, was all throughout there. But to me, when he was saying about Kanye, he was like, you know, they started towards uh, more to the end of the uh, decade. To me, I was like, I don't think it matters because 50 Cent, for instance, 2003 to 2010, he probably only dropped, you know, three prominent hours. But to me, what those bodies of work did, like when I look back at 50 Cent, realistically, there's not too many records that people are replaying from anything post 2010. And even Kanye, like to Lee Boy's point, my beautiful dog just that drops what 2010. After that, you get Watch the Throne in 2011. That type of music, like everything else from here, it changed. Like I said, like I love the albums, I love Yeezus, I like that, you know what I mean? A lot of people wasn't fans, but to me, I ain't going to lie, Wayne, I, and I love Wayne. Like I said, I'm not even throwing the Jay-Z's and the M&M's off there, but I'm going to give it to 50 Cent. 2000 and 2000. Just, 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 not, not really 2000. Come on, man. 
Because I'm gonna take that was his time though, Jamar. It's coming up, right? No, I I feel like 2007 was his last great year. When when he remember when him and Ye was going back and forth. So I go I I go yeah I go from Gary Shadow trying to Curtis. That's four years. 2010, the best rappers in the game were Lil Wayne, Drake, Kanye, and probably T.I. I'll give you that only because that before I self-destruct now and I'm looking at his, that album wasn't even really slapped like that. That was 2009. That was the last one. But but again, those three, in my opinion, the more I look back, ain't nobody bumping nothing that wasn't on those. And the G-Unit albums. I mean, he had a huge impact. Those video games, Jamar, and the G-Unit albums in between, that was another reason. I was like, Bulletproof came out in 05, the game. Uh, Bro... Even like even when he did though. for the game, uh, you 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 were talking about the game as far as the video game, but him being on the games album and and what he did for his whole career, I can't be mad at a Fifty Cent pick because there is no other. Well, first of all, there is no other decade to pick Fifty Cent. That right, would right, be right. the decade. And so, if you think you know, if his career is as impactful as we all think it is, that would be the time to pick it. Would be twenty thousand uh, two thousand two thousand ten. I just, I, he won't be. You can't, if you can't starting, deny the impact, though. The no, impact if, is if I, crazy. If, if I had a starting five for that decade, he definitely would be in. It would be mm-hmm. him, Wayne, him, Wayne, T.I., Kanye, Jay-Z. That's five. Oh, that's cool. I think if that's, you take out if you take out the the ones that most people just like, whatever, I think any, I think if you say Wayne, Kanye, or 50 Cent, any one of those three, I feel like most people are not going to argue. But that five you said, if you want to throw in like the Jay-Z and all that, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. So I, I get it, though. But Wayne, Wayne literally, as, yeah. as the year you, you had Eminem in that five? Nah. He ain't throwing him in his. I already know. I, I'm not mad at that neither. He 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 would be in my top ten. I'm not even going to. But again, the same. Him, DMX, Jay-Z. Yeah, what well, minus I'm gonna take Jay Z. Him and DMX had this weird late '90s, early 2000s run. Like it, 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 it go, it, it kind of mixed because DMX came out '98. He came out hot swinging. He kind of cooled down around '03, '04. That's the same with Eminem. It's the true. exact same. You know what but I'm saying? Eminem has 2000 out. What his? Yeah, Marshall Marshall Mathers LP. I'm looking at it, it says 2000 Eminem show 2002 encore 2004 and you know I'm not a I'm you know not an Eminem enthusiast at all right. but you know those are huge albums. Yeah, uh, Slim Shady, project you just named that's part of probably that 60 million records bro and so, so. Yeah yeah. Yeah I mean I think he could be def I would not be mad if anyone said that he was the best hottest from that era either um but you know there's a there's a lot of answers. That was that was a, a maybe a second golden era, right? right um, right. they w- what is the main golden era? They say the nineties, ninety to two thousand, right? Yeah, it could it yeah, could go all the way to two thousand five. You know what I'm saying? I think that was all like a golden era as well. Uh, maybe a little bit different when you add in like the ludicrouses and the people that were just going wild and the Buster Rhymes and that was still going obviously from earlier he, in his he, career. He he's another one who's in that kind of weird. Not really because he's 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 he was around with Nas and Big and Pop. He was around, but he didn't really peak until like '97. 
And even that, that's mm -hmm. another thing. To your mom, I'm happy you said that. that's another reason why I was like, well, 50, you got to throw him in there. Because like you said, he was another one. He had been spitting, like I said, on the mixtape circuit, getting his name out, and then got shot. In hindsight, right. 50 Cent probably dropped his first project in like 98. Like, he was out right. there rapping when Nori and all them was. He just wasn't, you know what I mean? Ja Rule was the guy. Right. And that's ja another had, one. He, a short ja Rule run. could be in there, yeah. And to me, Ja Rule hit the problem with his run is the, when it started. I think Vini Vitavici comes out in 98, and Ja Rule dropped the album every year. So by the time right. 2000 comes in, he's already on album three, which, you know what I mean, is getting near the end of the hot he, Ja Rule music. He, he, he's another one in that weird pocket from 98 to about 02. Ja Rule was a man. Is everything yeah. after that? I think once 50 Cent kind of came on the scene, essentially Ja Rule kind of fizzled out. That's the Ludacris, best Ludacris from about 2000 to about 06. Yeah, that's, that's uh, you can't tell me you can't tell me nothing about Ludacris back then. Like, I that's like right. he's weird because you would never say he's your favorite rapper or anything like that. Like, no one comes out and be like, Who's your favorite rapper? Ludacris. I'm probably have never heard that. But as far as the bars and the music, the actual tracks and the danceability, the club records that he put out. Right. He was a monster at that time. Crazy. Nelly Crazy. too, from from two thousand to about oh five. Nelly was spitting. It's yeah. short. It, it's it's fire runs, but they just short. And I think that was the problem reason. with a lot of them. That's why I'm like, I can't gauge them. But when I look at somebody, where I go back and I'm like, oh, you got Diamond Records, and we look at you as an acclaimed artist still, and all of your music drops from you know two thousand and two thousand ten. I feel like right, we, we got to at least have you in that conversation for Fifty Cent. I think he. Oh no! Yeah, please don't. Fifty Cent one. I, I fuck with Fifty. Him. He's I, like I said. If I had a starting five for that decade, he's in that starting five, most definitely. And he squashed, about he squashed Kanye, Kanye right? He beat Kanye's um, record sales on that release date within that time. But I mean, really, if we wanted to trump at all, this is when Jay Z really claimed his throne and got and became the king of rap. Was during this time. So there's a definitely an argument out there too for Jay being the best at this time. Uh, it's just hard because he really, he really, it, it, you know, spans all the way from the mid '90s to the 2010s, the mid 2010s, um, right. and so it's hard to just pin him down to this 10 year period. But I believe this was also his peak as well. I mean, yeah. when did Blueprint come out? 2001. And then Blueprint, uh, I mean, and then the Black Album was 2004. So uh, to me, those are his best two albums. Yeah. Uh, Blueprint I, 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 I'm a me personally, me personally, I'm a fan of Jay-Z from 97 to 2001. That's my favorite, like, version of Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? So, but I, I you right, though. I get what you're saying. But and I, I like the too. When he came back after the Black Album Kingdom come, I was I remember buying that. That's how I was like, see, to me, I, I was like, oh yeah, bro, it's spitting. He right back at it, and just the beats on there was just we was like, oh yeah, he he didn't moved into a whole new like because the Black Album sounded like a send off, and then this was like, oh, I'm back. We took a break. I'm right back on. Oh, yeah, I love the Black Album, but to your point, Jamar, what he was doing with um when it was Rockefeller, it's, yeah. it's no it's it's no better than that era. That is my that is my favorite version of Jay Z. Like for real, that that those couple years, man. He 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 definitely that rock live familiar Jay Z. Max, oh what one nigga when what? they was on the Hot ninety seven. I didn't even know what Hot ninety seven barely was, bro. I just knew them freestyles was coming in hot, and we was downloading them shits on LimeWire. Like what? The I remember fuck telling kids who didn't know what it was. They was like, "What's Hot ninety seven? Because that's all like you said, LimeWire, FrostWire. Just had the name. I was like, "Man, let me put you on, young blood." 
Jay Z little freestyles, great times, great times. Absolutely. Wow. So it's Wayne, Kanye, and you said fifth. Mm-hmm. That's good. I can't get mad at that. I can't get mad at that. Like I said, I'm not mad at either one of them names. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, shout out to that decade of music. Great one. Hopefully, 2010 and beyond, you know, these next five years, because to you know, Jamal's point, sometimes that's not enough. But if y'all could do your thing these last I five mean, for, decades. For, for, for a decade, bro. Uh, but that's, I'm going to let it go. Uh, but I'm to your point, you know what I mean? Realistically, if a guy comes out right now in this year, and you know what I mean, kills it for the next I, five I, 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 I'm going to say this. The 2000-2010, all Wayne's best albums came out in the decade. That's Every single one of them. That's 100%. Yeah, I'll give you that. You know what I'm saying? So Kanye's too. So you know what I'm saying? Fifties. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Oh, well, Fifty only got two classic albums. Three. Oh, what's the third one? Massacre. Don't forget the massacre. That, no, get rich or try and massacre back to back. That's the two I'm talking about. And then Curtis. Curtis was fired. Curtis. Too. Curtis is not no classic like the first two. Oh, man. How, how you don't got a classic? You almost sold a million the first week. Yes. <laughs> It's the first two, bro. It's not the first two. Come on, dog. It's not the first two, but it's a classic. Those, if you go I'm right gonna, now I, to to Bali, people was playing this music. I'm I'm gonna go back and listen to Curtis. I'm gonna see what you're talking Please about. That, that to me, that's the that's always gonna be known as the album that lost to Kanye. And and that's the problem. When you listen, you're gonna be like, oh, okay, I, I see why Kanye's because Kanye's album was crazy, but Curtis was hard. Trust me, Curtis was fire. I'm gonna go back and listen to it. I'm gonna go back and listen to it. I don't know. But fellas, I want to keep the award attitude going and briefly before we go, I want to talk about the Emmys and just a little bit of that because number one, I just want to start with Angela Bassett planted a kiss on the lips of Regina King after she received her honorary um, Oscar award. And then as far as the Emmys go, a lot of people, the reason I wanted to just touch on a lot of people, especially black people were happy. I know I'm Jasmine Guy. She won an Emmy. Um, You had uh, Quinta, Quinta, not sure how you say her name, but from um, Abbott Elementary, shout out to her. Second woman to win the award since 1981. Second black woman, period. But yeah, it's been it's been a while. Um, so yeah, fellas, what, what was your take on the Angela Bassett situation? One, do you think they're dating? And then two, did you guys watch the Emmys? Do you feel like black artists are treated? You know what I mean? Enough with the Emmys are still important. Just yeah, talk to me. What's your take on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they sizzled, y'all think they sizzled before. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying again. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I think they sizzled before. Uh, oh. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. No, but Angela Bassett, I'm just playing, man. Angela Bassett married, huh? She is? Yes, yeah, she, she is, I believe, yeah. yeah. To an actor, older actor, um, this distinguished actor fella, I believe. I guess when you in Hollywood, kissing is just a thing. Yeah, bro, that shit was scripted like a motherfucker, man. Lee Boy yeah, I mean, kissing he didn't did in Hollywood. <laughs> it's just, why... So I'm my main question about the whole thing is where does she receive this Oscar? Because the Oscars haven't happened. Right? The Academy Awards have not happened. This was honorary, right? I was that's what I was mostly confused about is why how is she getting an Oscar at a lunch? You know what I'm saying? Like they just having <laughs> a lunch and they just bringing out an Oscar and she's dressed and kissing on people and and all of, obviously it's all contrived um and this was also before the emmys right this was like building up to the emmys because this happened like before yeah i was a little confused like i said at the time because one i just went through i didn't know you could get an honorary oscar i didn't know you could get an honorary right. award like I, if that's the case I, I sign me up for the honorary <laughs> right 
I just think I just think overall is it's just disrespect to her because they they're they're playing they and I use this term a couple of times on the podcast. I'm starting to like it a lot. They playing in her face. They play in her face because they know she should have an Oscar and she should have beat all these people. But really, they took all the competition out of it. They didn't want her to beat uh um you know have to beat on a white person and they took and she beat out this person and beat out Meryl Streep and blah 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 and they want to just give her something honorary so we would relax, show up to the Oscars so that. That we can approve the Oscars again because they already know that our culture was done with the whole award show because they won't recognize our sister. So I really just think it was a whole market employee to get, uh, you know, black people back involved and interested in the in the Oscars because one, it just hasn't happened yet, right? Like, how could they could nominate her for a category and let her win that? Like, why does she have to get one off season? And we're like, look, we feel oh, bad about all the years we didn't dissed you, and we just gonna give this to you right quick. Like, what? What the uh, fuck is that? Uh, again, I, I, I'm just tired of us black people asking for shit, man. Man, make your own shit, man. Make your own awards, man. Award yourself. She should have. She should have gave. Uh, you know, obviously she was very gracious. She had the whole kiss um thing and, and and you know they made a whole spectacle out of it i think it would have been a lot more revolutionary a lot more to me i would have been behind it more she would have just been like you know what thank you but no, i prefer you. to just win it the, the correct right. way or just don't give it to me at all don't give it to me at the uh at brunch <laughs> we at the rock nation brunch she, y'all giving me she, where she was the day at she definitely should have got one for the team to turn the roll she definitely should have got one for that uh Man, I, I guess, man. I, I don't watch award shows no more, bro. Uh, which I thought of, of the Martin thing. Martin's I'm happy you threw that up there the reunion, even with that. Honestly, I, I thought it was it was cool, but the only thing I didn't like about it was the fact that the joke that they kept making about the Emmy and, you know what I mean, the elephant in the room. Because, it's like, I mean, unfortunately, the show's been going, and honestly, even if the show did get an Emmy back then, I feel like the situation with Martin Lawrence and um Tisha Campbell that probably would have soured it for the time being. And then especially now, I, I just feel like, and then Martin, unfortunately, I, I obviously love him. He didn't look well. Like a lot of people was talking about it online. Like, and honestly, I look, I was like, man, yeah, it looked like some type of health problem. So I hope he's- Bro, there. but we, we were talking about that earlier before we recording. There's something been off about Martin for about 20 years. <laughs> I what, yeah. what, Bro, it just, he's, and I understand people get older, bro. So that may be a part of it. But if like like Matt said uh, earlier, watch Martin from ninety to about ninety seven. Like his energy was just different, and it's like after Big Mama's house, the first one, something's right. just something about Big Mama's house, bro. Putting on that dress just <laughs> took off. Yeah, he's him of all his superpowers off. or something, right? <laughs> even though Chris, like even though Chris Tucker's gotten older, and he's he's he don't do the, the whole cursing and stuff no more. He's still Chris Tucker. Right, it's still the same. Energy. Right, yeah, the energy is Dave Chappelle too. Even though he's a lot, he's a, he's a his comedy's a little different now. He's still Chappelle. Like it's still there. Cat Williams, same thing. It's something's just he. His, I don't know, bro. It, it's sad because I'm a huge Martin fan. 
and it's you know what it is is also because we're just used to seeing him be so physical, whether it's him right. dancing that, and doing the that's dance what it is. And, yeah. or being Shanene and he yeah, was yeah. you know really running up, or when he was playing grandma, his own mom, he was running up and down okay. the pews on the Martin show. He's a very physical comic, so without the physicality, he loses a big part of what makes Martin Martin. Um, because yeah. I've you know, he doesn't he doesn't really do any like he doesn't transfer his voice or anything he doesn't really do like voices but he can transform transform out of his body and become these characters but without the physicality i mean and you can see it from bad i mean i think one of the clear um clear examples is from bad boys two to three right yeah yeah, yeah. or is it three to four or t- it's four now right they own four bad boys four I think is that coming out I think they shoot the la- latest one. Yeah, three, yeah, yeah. Four didn't come out yet. Three was the last okay. one. Okay. So son. from two to three, like it's very obvious. <laughs> like, and I know there's about 10, 15 years in between those two, but you know the physicality without without that, he's just was not the same in Bad Boys Three. I don't even know why they're even doing Bad Boys for. Yeah, like bro. Because Will Smith is older. He's still Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Like, the, 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 looked, the like you said, to your point, Jamal, he still looked and seemed, even though you know he's older, it just didn't seem like it was a, a new still, Yeah, he he was Matt, he was Mike Lowry, bro. Uh, same still, with even even Eddie Murphy. Even, Eddie Murphy don't pop up as much, but when he do, he's still Beverly Hills cop over right now, right? Mm-hmm. But he's still like the energy is still. It just something is off about Martin, bro. And he might have had a. Bothered. I mean when. When he was running in that trash bag trying to lose weight or whatever for Bad Boy, he might have had a stroke. He might have, it might have been something serious that had happened behind the scenes that we did not hear about. Might have been a ritual. Whatever they just put Jamie Foxx through, it might have been the same thing. We don't know. We all know. Right. But to your point, there's something going on with Martin. Prayers up. And right, uh, right. just... The jokes about the Emmy was just I, it, it just seemed a little bit awkward, you know what I'm saying? Because what you guys are not up for an Emmy, and uh, this is not it. That show would have never been nominated for an Emmy at that time, you know. That wasn't the type of shows they was recognizing, and I don't think even now you guys wouldn't have been recognized for an Emmy. So once again, a little bit performative to even put them up there, uh, but you know what I'm saying? You have to draw in our culture to these type of shows. Because we're the main people that consume television. You know what I'm saying? We're, yeah. And not even consume, but we set the trends into television. If we snap it saying that this is dope, then it's dope. You know what I'm saying? And so I, they have I, to put more I, I hope this proves that we don't need a reboot. I was about to say the same yeah. thing. That's it. Leave this alone. Cut it out. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Like I said, RIP to um, yeah. Tommy. Or what is it? Is it um, yeah, Tommy. Ford, real name. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm, Tommy Ford, yeah. A lot of these shows, it is what it is. Like with some characters, like I said, they get older. Some just not at that point in their life. Let's leave classics alone. Yeah, bro. Tashina Arnold and Tisha Campbell, I think they should get a show. Just uh, doesn't yeah, have to be yeah. connected with Martin or anything like that. They've been you know, linked together for years and done different projects together. It could even be a reality show. But I do believe bro. that them should, should, be, uh, should be celebrated. Be, because that, because even though they're older, their energy hasn't changed. Right, Martin energy has just changed. Like, looked, even Cole, even Cole still got it. Right, that's you know what. That's saying? how you can really compare and see that Martin has either aged or something has taken place because everybody else was just about the same. 
Martin looked yeah. like he aged about fifty years. <laughs> like, what happened to Martin? Yeah, <laughs> without, the, without the physical, without the physical comedy, like you said, Martin ain't the same. He just not, bro. Just not. I, I hate to see it, bro, because he's that nigga. As far as physical, he he probably the best com comic of all time. That's, that's when it comes okay. like, yeah, yeah, bro. That that's what made him him carry. Is up there, but as far as black yeah. comics is mine. But Jim Carrey is another person who comes to mind. I'm like, physically, yeah, bro, it's different. When yeah, I found bro. out about the Grinch, that that was, you know, his real face, I said, yo, yeah, you got it. Yeah, cool, oh, yeah. But Martin, yeah, yeah, just Martin dancing, you know, with the ears going. Yeah. <laughs> bro, he was unmatched. It's just something about it to have you start rolling. Will, Smith, start Will Smith was the only one in the 90s who can match him physically. Because Will Smith was physical, like, in, right. in The French Prince, too, but... Man, yeah, bro, that's what made Martin funny, bro. Like the show, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I mean, I mean, no matter. I wish, I wish everybody the best. I hope he will, bro. He a legend, you know what I'm saying? But we don't need a reboot. I'm it's glad people saw this. Point. Yeah, no, we don't need a reboot. And yet, to all those uh, black people, just people in general out there, you know, don't wait for them to give you your flowers. Because yeah, unfortunately, like it said, shout out to Angela Bassett. But yeah, in my opinion. Right. I personally think it's a, a tad disrespectful. There's no reason you shouldn't be getting awarded just like anybody else on the main stage. Like Lee Boy said, it shouldn't be at a lunch, brunch, whatever this was. It just seemed kind of impromptu. So, yeah, with that being said, yeah, hopefully the Emmys, Oscars, and all of these award shows do get more popular. But, yeah, it got to be a level of respect where everybody's on the same page, everybody's respecting it, coming out, making it a thing. But if not, yeah, we can get our own Man, award these award shows can go away for a lot. I really don't give a fuck. I, like I said, we gotta reward ourselves. Exactly. Start rewarding ourselves. You know what I'm saying? That's period. Period. Stop expecting them to give you shit. And give yourself something. Y'all got the money. Come over something. Get together. Stop acting like y'all really y'all support each other. And actually do it. It's that simple. Right. That's it, man. That's it. That's man. Period, bro. And uh, as point. I'm gonna say that every time we bring up these type of topics, period. Like, nah, all right, that's enough of that. Nah, let's actually start doing. It. Yeah, because we only talking about us, our culture, and everything. Like, we're not gonna. I, I didn't watch the show. I have no interest in it at all. So just to sit around and wait to see if we, they're gonna give us an award, man, that's out. That's so out. Yeah. And what they did to Angela, man, I wish she would have just said, you know what, respectfully, y'all can wait to the actual show. <laughs> I would hit. She should have hit him with something for real. She should have hit, kept it a hundred on him. But it is what it is. Shout out to all them, though, man. Real shit, bro. But man, fellas, this is another episode. Episode one eighteen. Let the people know all your socials and what you got coming up. All that good stuff. A A A Leon Leboytv.com. Out here hustling. We got some big coming with the Orange Carpet Podcast soon to the network. Make sure you holler at my guy and follow Nick at 90s. Uh he's been one collaborating with the 80s, 90s, 2005 page. And also uh, I'm looking to start a venture here on the network. So um yeah, just just check him out, follow him, follow me, and get to business. We're standing on business all 24. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all can follow me as usual, Real Matt Corbin on all platforms. Definitely stay in tune with the YouTube. We already at episode six. Episode seven is coming up. How do we miss that? On only on the 80s, 90s, 2005 network. Definitely doing great. And yeah, I got more coming. I got daily videos that drop every day of some type of reaction, something funny. So you do not want to miss that. Appreciate it. Hey man, follow me on at Jamar Joseph May Adams if, on Instagram. If you're sensitive, don't follow me. If you're married, don't follow me either. To be honest, to be perfectly honest, you have no reason to be following me to be married, sweetheart. 
Um, follow us on Instagram also, most importantly, on at 809025. Same on TikTok, same on threads. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Get us to a thousand subscribers on YouTube so we can get monetized, man. You know what I'm saying? Y'all rock with us, support us. Hit that like button, five star, all that good stuff. Notification bell. Y'all know how they go. But as always, fellas, people listen. Thank you for listening and joining, rocking with us, man. Y'all, I, I really appreciate y'all, you know what I'm saying? Being on this ground with me, you know? Yes, sir. Always. Hey. Be here. This is the 89 Stars Podcast. I am Jamal. Lee Boy. Matt Corbin. And we out. Peace.